If you're interested in partnering with Magical Storybook English Nanny Bedtime Stories or wanting to know more about sponsorship opportunities, then visit our website www.magical-storybook.com. You can also download free read-along books to accompany our fairy tales. Welcome to Magical Storybook a collection of children's stories from around the world. Snow White and Rose Red Once upon a time, there was a poor widow who lived in a cottage with her two daughters. One was called Snow White and the other Rose Red because they were each like the flowers that bloomed on the two rose bushes in the garden. The two children were very alike and were good, well-mannered, and always busy. But Snow White was more quiet and gentle than Rose Red, for Rose Red would run around the meadows looking for flowers and chasing butterflies, while Snow White would sit at home helping her mother to look after the house and reading to her if there was nothing else to do. The sisters loved one another dearly and agreed that they would never be parted, and wherever one went, the other would go too. Whenever they went out together, gathering wild berries in the deep forest, they always walked hand in hand, and no animal ever harmed them. Instead, the hares would eat cauliflowers out of their hands, and fawns would graze at their side. Goats would play around them, and the birds remained perched on the boughs of the trees, singing as though there were no one there. Sometimes they stayed late in the forest, and when night fell upon them, they would lay down on the moss and sleep until morning. And because they often did this, their mother knew not to worry. One morning, when they had passed the night in the forest, and the dawn awoke them, they saw a child dressed in bright white robes sitting next to them. She smiled at them kindly before walking silently into the forest. When Snow White and Rose Red looked around, they saw that they were sleeping next to the edge of a deep pit into which they would have fallen if they had moved. When they told their mother about the child, she told them that it was certainly the good angel who watched over children. Their cottage was always kept so clean that it was a pleasure to go into. Every morning during the summer, Rose Red would clean up and then go outside and gather a bunch of flowers for her mother, into which she would always place a bud from each of the rose bushes. Every winter's morning, Snow White would light the fire and put the kettle on to boil, and in the evenings her mother would say, Go, Snow White, and bolt the door. And then they would sit down in front of the hearth, and their mother would put on her spectacles, pick up a book, and read out loud while her daughters sat spinning. By their side lay a lamb, and behind them a dove sat with its head under its wing. One snowy evening, when they were sitting comfortably together, there came a knock at the door. Quickly, Rose Red, said her mother, open the door. Perhaps there's a poor traveller outside who needs shelter. So Rose Red went and drew back the bolt and opened the door. But instead of seeing a traveller, a great black bear poked his head in. Rose Red shrieked and ran back inside. 
The little lamb bleated and the dove fluttered on its perch while Snow White hid behind her mother's bed. Do not be afraid, said the bear. I will do you no harm. I am half frozen and wish to come in and warm myself. Oh, you poor bear, cried their mother. Come in and lie down in front of the fire, but take care that you don't burn your fur. Then she told Snow White and Rose Red to come out. The bear will not harm you, she said. He is good. So nervously they came out and welcomed the visitor. Before the bear came through the door, he said, Children, will you come and knock the snow from my coat? They fetched their brooms and swept him clean, and then he stretched himself out in front of the fire and growled contentedly. Soon the children's fear of the bear vanished, and they became friends, playing together while the girls pulled his shaggy fur gently and rolled him around with their feet. The bear was very patient with their games, but when they were too rough with him, he would growl loudly and they would stop. When bedtime came, the mother told the bear that he could sleep in front of the fire for the night if he wished. You will be safely protected from the cold and bad weather here, she smiled. In the morning, the children opened the door and the bear trotted away through the snow and into the forest. Every evening after that, the bear would return. He would play with the girls before lying down in front of the fire. They were soon great friends, and through the whole of the winter, they would leave the door unlocked until he arrived. When the snow finally melted and spring arrived, the bear woke up one morning and told Snow White and Rose Red that he had to leave, and that he would not return until after summer. Where are you going, dear bear? asked Snow White. The bear replied, I must return to the forest and guard my treasures from the wicked dwarves. During the winter, while the ground is hard, they stay in their holes, but now that the sun has thawed the earth, they will start digging through again and steal whatever they can find. If they find my treasure, they will take it to their caves and I will not see it again. Sadly, Snow White and Rose Red went to unbolt the door for the bear. They did not want their friend to leave, so opened the door very slowly. As he squeezed through, he left on the latch a piece of his fur. Snow White looked at the hole in his coat as he walked off and thought that she could see glittering gold beneath the fur, although she could not be certain. The bear ran off into the forest and was soon hidden by the trees. Some time afterwards, the mother sent her daughters into the forest to gather some sticks for the fire. While they were doing this, they came across a tree which was lying across the path. Something was bobbing up and down in the grass next to it. They were too far away to tell what it was, so they moved nearer to get a better look. They were surprised to see that it was a dwarf with an old wrinkled face and a very long beard. The end of it had got caught in the split of a tree trunk and he did not know how to free himself. He was jumping about and hopping back and forth over the trunk, tugging furiously at his beard. But it was no use, he could not set it free. When he saw Snow White and Rose Red, he glared at them with fiery eyes. Why do you just stand there? 
Are you going to walk by without helping me? Although the man was rude, they still wanted to help him. What have you done? asked Rose Red. You stupid gazing goose, he shouted angrily. I was trying to split the tree with my axe to get some wood for my kitchen when the wedge holding the two bits apart flew up and the trunk snapped together, trapping my beautiful beard. Now it is stuck and I cannot get away. The children tried their hardest to pull the dwarf's beard out, but they could not do it. I will run and fetch help, said Rose Red eventually. You crack-brained sheep's head, screamed the dwarf. What use will more people be, just to stand there and stare as well? Can you think of nothing else? Don't be so impatient, replied Snow White. I have thought of something. Then, pulling a pair of scissors from her pocket, she cut off the end of his beard. As soon as the dwarf was free, he grabbed a sack of gold which was lying next to the tree, threw it over his shoulder and marched off crying, You wicked children, cutting off a piece of my beard. I hope a plague falls upon you. The ungrateful dwarf offered no word of thanks before disappearing into the forest. Some time afterwards, Snow White and Rose Red went fishing. As they walked towards the pond, they saw something hopping about on the bank, as if it was going to jump in. They ran over to see what it was and saw the dwarf leaning over the water. What are you trying to do? asked Rose Red. You'll fall in. I'm not as foolish as that, snapped the dwarf. Do you not see that this fish is trying to drag me into the water? When they looked more closely, they could see that the little man had been fishing and that he had caught a large fish on the end of his line. But unfortunately, the wind had tangled his beard with the fishing line and the tugging fish was getting the better of him. He was clutching onto the reeds and rushes on the bank, trying to save himself. They held on to him and tried their best to untangle his beard, but it could not be done. So Snow White pulled her scissors from her pocket once more and cut another piece of it off. When the dwarf saw what she had done, he flew into a rage. You donkey, he screamed. Are you trying to disfigure me? First you cut off the end of my fine beard and now you take half. I shall not be able to show myself to my people for the shame. Not one word of thanks left his mouth. He turned to leave, shouting, I wish that you would run the soles off your shoes before you had come here. Then he picked up the bag of pearls, which he had hidden among the rushes, and disappeared behind a boulder. A few days later, Snow White and Rose Red's mother sent them to town to buy some needles, thread and ribbons. The road took them over a piece of open land, which had great chunks of stone lying around. They noticed a large eagle circling above something ahead. It hovered for a moment and then flew down behind a rock, causing something to cry out with pain. Running over, they saw the eagle take to the sky, carrying the dwarf in its talons. The girls grabbed onto the man's feet and held onto them until the bird let go. As soon as he had recovered from his fright, the dwarf complained in a squeaky voice. Could you not have held me more gently? You pulled at my fine brown coat in such a way that it is now torn and full of holes. Meddling, interfering people you are. With these words, he picked up a bag of precious stones from the floor and slipped away to his cave, 
among the rocks. Snow White and Rose Red were now accustomed to his bad manners and lack of gratitude, so they continued walking to town and went about their business. On their way home, they walked over the same piece of open land and saw the dwarf kneeling on the ground, looking at all his precious jewels. The sun was shining and the bright stones glittered in its beams, displaying such an array of colours that the sisters stopped to admire them. Suddenly the dwarf looked up and saw them. His face grew red with rage. What are you standing there gaping for? he yelled. He was just about to continue insulting them when suddenly, with a loud roar, a great black bear came charging out of the forest. The terrified dwarf jumped up and tried to run, but the bear was too fast. Spare me, my dear Lord Bear, he quivered. I will give you all of my treasures. Besides, I am so small that I would only be a mouthful to eat. Why don't you take those two wicked girls instead? They are bigger and would make nice morsels. The bear, however, did not bother to speak, but instead gave the bad-hearted dwarf a single blow of his paw, and the little man lay dead on the ground. The girls ran off in fright, but the bear called after them, Snow White, Rose Red, it is me. The children instantly recognised the voice of their friend and stopped. When the bear came towards them, his fur coat fell to the ground and he stood there, a tall man, dressed in gold cloth. I am the king's son, he explained, and was condemned by the wicked dwarf to wander around in this forest as a bear while he stole my treasures. Only his death could release me. Now I am free. Come, let us go home. A few years later, Snow White was married to the prince and Rose Red to his brother. Their mother went to live with them too and below her window she planted the two rose bushes from her cottage garden. They all lived many long and happy years together in the king's castle and every summer the rose bushes produced the most beautiful red and white roses just as they had always done. <laughs>